I do so uh, this weekend we've got our West Australian state election coming up. Want to uh, talk yeah. about it? Uh, no. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> um, I saw uh, last weekend, I uh, went with some church friends, saw Raya and the Last Dragon. Just came out. Never heard of it. It's a new Disney movie. Never heard of it. Okay. <laughs> wow. It was actually awesome. Really good. Um, I wouldn't pay $30 on it for... Cause Cause you paid thirty dollars. No, it's got the premier access on Disney. You paid Plus. thirty dollars, didn't no, you? No, I went and saw it at the theaters for like ten bucks, which is okay. well worth it. Right. I could understand paying like thirty bucks if you're watching it as a group of people and you all put in five bucks or something. That would be, that's fine. But if you thirty bucks for yourself, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, shall I bring us in? No. Okay. Yes. I'm doing it anyway. You know what? I will have some meatloaf. Let's have some meatloaf. You want some? Yes. I need you to go. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! I hate when people talk during the movie. Donnie, you're out of your element. Test this, you fucking quack. Keep the change, you filthy animal. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Wow! Al Pacino! It's not Al anymore. It's Dunk. Dunkachino? Don't mind if I do! G'day, ladies and gents. This is Dead Set Drongos. We are the Drongos. My name is Sam. <laughs> My name's Dylan. <laughs> and today, we are talking Pan's Labyrinth, the uh, Guillermo del Toro's 2006... Is that how you pronounce Mexican? his name? Guillermo. <laughs> yeah, how would you pronounce it? How did you no, think... No, no, no. I was just... Gen- that was a genuine question. All right, how, but before... We'll admit. <laughs> what would you have said? You would have said Guillermo. 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 Guillermo del Toro. I think it's, you know, I'm not going to... Guillermo? Gil? Should we call him Gil? Giller. Yeah. Guil. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, this was your choice, wasn't it, Dill? You'd never seen this um, before. I've never seen this movie before, Sam. You would uh, um, you thought it was very highly rated, so you thought you'd yeah, watch? Yeah, uh, surprisingly, I feel like I have heard of it before. Yeah. But when I looked it up, mm. like I've never seen... Like any of these characters, yeah, for before. sure. But you would have recognized, like, probably the one of the more iconic things from this movie is yeah. the pale man with yeah, the, yeah. his eyeballs in his yeah hands. I did recognize him because mm. there's like there's toys everywhere, um, there's of him. Toys, toys. What do you mean toys? Like, uh, figures. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like fig, like, like adult figurines, not yeah, yeah, not toys for kids. <laughs> What child would let their child have? <laughs> parent would let their child have that. But yeah, that's that's actually fair. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. But yeah, um, first time watching it. Yeah. Again, I went through with high expectations, Sam. Mm. And I know that you love this film, and I'm about to break your heart. Yeah. Well, expectations can be a deadly thing, my friend. And so, I've done it yeah. twice. I'm not. Well, I'm not surprised actually that you weren't a massive fan of this. Can I expose you here and read our messages verbatim <laughs> that yeah, you yeah. sent? <laughs> that you sent me. Okay. <laughs> Let me just get a lot. <laughs> you said okay. Do you want to get up your phone and we'll role play? You say what you what you wrote and I wrote instead of me just saying. Just, yeah, yeah, Dylan said yeah back and forth. All right, so start with uh, what you said Thursday morning, man. I'm pretty excited to see this movie. And I said, I watched last night. Oh my word, it's next level. And then I messaged him a couple of hours later saying, is it in another language? <laughs> I said, yeah, it's Spanish. <laughs> I said, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I said, what? Like, seriously? <laughs> what do you say here? I said, that's so AIDS. Since when was a movie rated this high in another language? 
not heard of. I say, don't be that guy. Um, and I respond to when he says, uh, since when's the movie rated that high in another language? I say tons and tons of them. <laughs> I said, well, no. <laughs> and but I then say, you, mentioned, you, you mentioned Parasite. I literally said a yeah. one best picture, you goon, because and then it's I said, a foreign <laughs> film. Like, yeah, but I forgot about Parasite. I ended up saying, oh, yeah, I loved Parasite, lol. <laughs> yeah. And then later on, you said you aren't going to like my review. Anyway, I think there's... I, I think you're. St- I think you were so like. Right. I think you were stuck in this stigma of oh, subtitles suck. Foreign films are bad. Or no, no, not necessarily. No, not necessarily. I just thought like a movie like this good, like because I went on IMDb and yeah. like it's got like this ninety six meta score. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Eight point something. Six or something. Yeah. yeah. On IMDb, and I'm like, like holy crap, this movie. So were you expecting it to like move you more than it did? Yes. Or like and I was expecting and I was ex- actually expecting a crap load more fantasy. Okay. Like that. So it sounds like your expectations is what made you like if now, you'd I was so blind. I was so excited to see some of those fantasy characters. Yeah. And they barely got screen time. Right. We will, they uh, barely got we screen time. That. This movie is just like I, would I, argue I, they I mean, get I equal screen. I didn't time. actually give it like a bad bad review, anyway, but like yeah, we'll get to that. You were just disappointed. I was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for me, I think I saw this for the first time a couple few years ago, and instantly I fell in love with the way it blends. Uh, fantasy and war genres and not in like your typical fashion like Lord of the Rings or something where it's a fantasy world and there's war where this yep. is set in, in history in fascist Spain in 1944 44. and there's this authoritarian fascist government and then there's it I think it's there's this seamless blend of fantasy in this wartime era I don't think it's blended at all I totally disagree with you okay I am rattled. <laughs> I'm not saying it has to, you have to think it's perfect. I just think it they intertwine okay. so I, well together yeah. and it goes okay. in and out perfectly. Anyway, that was just something that I fell in love with okay. the first time. And it, obviously it draws it's a fairy tale, so it draws on a lot of, you know, folklore and those old myths and stories, but it sort of flips the trad- like conservative traditional um Walt Disney fairy tale on its head sort of thing. Okay. And it creates a film about the importance of moral disobedience. Okay. Um, which we'll get to. I just before we dive straight into the movie, I want to distinguish because it's a, a film about choice and obeying and disobeying and how important that is. I want to dis, uh, distinguish what characters fall into what category, so I can bring up the like little notes or little pointers in the film, so I can harken back to this message of sorts. Or themes. Right. So, in terms of characters that obey, we get Vidal, this captain of this outpost, um, this authoritarian, just phalangist. Lunatic. Yeah, just crazy fascist. Fascism embodied. We get his wife, Carmen, who's obedient to everything he does, and she just goes along with his whatever she does. We get his soldiers. They all follow his order, and he is striving for this one goal to not let any threat, um, you know, he doesn't want anything to threaten uh, this new new Spain, this new dictatorship. Because it's under this, Franc- I think it was Francisco Franco uh, era of dictatorship that lasted 30 years after 1944. Because it's five years after the Civil War. you know. And I think the context of the history which Del Toro placed there is really important here. Because we get this these two sides. We get the rebels. And this is where I'd move on to the disobedient characters. Where we've got Ophelia who disobeys her mother her Everyone. Vidal, even the fawn. We've got Mercedes. She disobeys the 
captain. Vidal, and she joins the rebels and all those other guys who are disobeying and rebelling against you know fascist Spain and trying to tear down this new government. Yeah, I just wanted to point that out so that I could touch on those things when we get to certain points of the film because this film is so rich with symbolism and intertwining uh, stuff, basically. You're smiling like you're like, damn, Sam, you're full of crap right now. But <laughs> I'm serious. This movie, this watch, it honestly, I think it became one of my favourite movies. Really? Yep. Okay. I, it's, yeah, it's it's next level. It's funny how you know as well that I wasn't going to like this like this film. I just don't think it's the type of movie you're you used know, to. I ju- no, I don't are. think it's, you're the type of it's the type of movie you're used to. But like, like it, you wouldn't say you're a big animation fan. Like I said, there's big no. genres that you wouldn't gravitate to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like romance or yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, no. Okay, not. By the way, I'm picking a romance film next week. No, you're not. Yeah, we're I not am. doing a romance film on this. It's gonna be so good. Shh, please shut up. Um, Can I, let's just let's just dive dive, dive yeah. right into it. So. Opening line set in Spain, 1944, as yep. Samuel said. Uh, that opening line, I liked. It's sort of like Terminator. Yes, that's the same. Yeah, so the civil the war so is over. The Hit. civil war is over. Hidden in the mountains, armed men are still fighting the new fascist re- regime. Military posts are established to exterminate the resistance. Yeah. So it kind of sets up like what this movie sets up the historical yeah, context. Yeah. yeah. And then we see Ophelia lying on the ground with a bloody nose. I couldn't tell if that was a boy or girl. Okay. <laughs> so I wrote, I wrote, blood, <laughs> blood starts disappearing on the boy slash girl. <laughs> boy slash girl. Oh dear. <laughs> surely, but surely you knew the main character was a girl before. Yeah, going I did. I did. You but just I didn't, didn't know this yeah, was that character. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was some random with her. His or her blood getting okay. sucked back up. So this is... Like, Del Toro basically spoils the ending of his own movie where the main character yeah, he dies. Does. Yeah, he so does. we get this glimpse of Ophelia lying down and then it... Does it go into her eye or something? The camera just zooms in and we get this... Uh, underground realm. Yeah, this narration where the narrator says, A long time ago in the underground realm where there are no lies or pain, there lived a princess who dreamt of the human world. She dreamt of blue skies, soft breeze and sunshine. And throughout this we see the princess escaping and climbing this large staircases and narrator says that the sunlight blinded her and erased her memory and he goes on to tell us that the princess died in the above ground world but her father the king knew her soul would eventually return in another place at another time and we'll get to that whole ambiguity of whether this fantasy world is actually real or whether it's Ophelia um, imagining it or escaping into her mind as a coping mechanism for the harsh realities in the world we live she lives in I think for this fantasy world, um, hypothetically, they're waiting for this princess to be reborn or her soul to become intact again or something like that. Anyway, so we meet Ophelia, played by this young girl, played by Ivana Bakuro. Bakuero. Bakuero. And she's fantastic. I reckon in this movie, she absolutely nails it. She's, you know, child actors can always be hit and miss. And when they miss, it's really bad. But uh, I think she's awesome in this film. Yeah, she is she is good. Some of the ways that Guillermo, however you say, Guillermo, Guil, Guil, Del Toro, Gilla. has sort of made these characters like all of them played their role really well. Yeah, that was a bit of a bright spot for me. You thought the film. casting and the acting yeah. was really yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 So you know they're driving uh, to this new this outpost to the with, country with uh, Carmen, her mother, who's her new husband, uh, which is Vidal, and Carmen stops because she's 
nauseous or something and she hops out and Ophelia gets out. She finds a rock with this engraved eye on it and she walks over to a statue that's missing the eye. She inserts the eye and a fairy, you know, it looks like this praying mantis stick bug thing. Insect. But it's it's a fairy that pops out of um, the statue's mouth. Yeah. It's not your typical fairy. It's not like... Tinkerbell or anything. No. Um, anyway, they arrive at the, up, the camp or the outpost and Carmen wants Ophelia to call Vidal father, which I think in itself is something, you know, we instantly realise that Carmen's obeying the orders of Vidal and Ophelia's just not going to call him father because, no. you know, she's like what, tw- 11 or 12 or something and she knows who her father is. He was a tailor that died in the war. Anyway, she sees the fairy and chases it to this archway with this stone fawn-looking head over the top. The labyrinth the labyrinth and she starts to walk in there but mercedes played by um maribel verdu sorry if i butchered that name you might recognize her i you you know this is probably the more famous movie but if you've seen a film called why to mama tambien she plays louisa in that which is uh directed by alfonso curon you know who that is no he directed gravity princess of azkaban Really good director. Anyway, this is one of his earlier films where it's, you know, small budget, sort of his own personal thing. Anyway, moving on from that, sorry. So she comes up behind her and tells her that it's a labyrinth. It's been there for a long time. You better not go in there or you might get lost, basically. And uh, Vidal comes and interrupts them, brings them back to the camp. Vidal's talking to some of his advisors or whatever, and we come to know that he's trying to snuff out these rebels or these gorillas, you know. Gorillas. Gorillas. (laughs) And they're tracking them in the woods, basically. And we hear Mercedes listening in intently because she's got a brother out there and she's also aiding them and disobeying, you know. I'm going to keep using the word disobeying because that's, you know, a reference to this film's themes. But it's, she, you know, she's going and doing her own will, basically, and going against fascist Spain and helping the rebels. Man, you really love this movie, huh? Because you're actually getting in the zone and these poor people are just hearing to you speak. Yeah, but it's, it's so rich with symbolism it's so potent thematically like and analysis wise there's so much to talk about (laughs) (laughs) okay so what do you think like when i'm rambling on about themes and stuff do you just not did you just not get any of that from watching this film i did i'm like i said like i didn't give it a bad review no but like don't keep saying that you know just say what you think of the stuff i'm talking about i'm not i'm not saying you think it's a terrible movie by any means i know that no 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 i'm like i (laughs) what i meant to say was like i'm not disagreeing with you yeah sure like i agree with you to some to some point i just you don't think it's I, that i'll rich explain it later thematically. i'll okay. explain no it later worries. sorry we do actually get to see vidal the captain and kind of his intent towards the rebels when he faces off with those two farmers not like faces off but he tries to get information from them he thinks that they were shooting at his men but really they were hunting rabbits mm. holy crap i did not expect him to like this bottle just, and just bottle bottle like literally bottle him face. yeah yeah and like so you weren't Kincaid. expecting that ultra violence no but you know what was shitty what is that we didn't get to see something like that for the rest of the movie what are you talking about they torture this dude and he's you don't the get violence to see is that. so you don't get to see that at all yeah but you still the violence is so it's brutal. not it's nowhere near as violent as it was in that first scene okay but this is Vidal. No one wants to watch Vidal literally just rip this man to shreds with these tools. 
I'm just saying, it's, like, but I... this scene sets up Vidal to be this brutal robot with a mi- not a robot with a mission, but he's just out for Terminator. Nothing is going to stop his mission, basically. Not even these guys. And sometimes in movies, violence can just be for the sake of it, and it's over the top and gory, and it's like cool. But I think this level of violence is perfect because it, you know, has purpose and shows his character. I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, I just, guess. You guess. I guess. Okay. We actually end up seeing that. Hold on, I just want to go back a bit. I just want to set the scene of where everything is. Actually, no. I just want to go back to this. I just want to go back to this scene where Ophelia's in bed with her mother on the first night, and she asks her mother, "Why do you ever? Why do you have to get married?" And her mother asks, says that she was alone for too long, and she asks Ophelia to tell it a story, which she does, and her story is basically about this rocky desolate landscape with this flower this one magic rose that blooms on this mountain and whoever plucks it will be immortal and the only but the only problem is there's a poisonous thorns like surrounding the flower and no one goes to pluck it and the rose wilts it's unable to help anyone achieve immortality is that related to the to the movie in any so in I, any well, I wanted to ask you what you thought of that do you think Nothing. that has any meaning think of anything I don't. I didn't really understand. Like when I thought it was just a normal. Well, I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it forties. True. I wouldn't call it a very comforting story to a fetus. No. no. Poor kid. <laughs> well, I think it does How's have it? some How's role it? in the story. But How? Look, I haven't ironed Who's out all the nuts and bolts of this movie. Well, so they sh- they get she gets eternal life at the end of the film. It's supposedly it's in her mind. Supposedly in her mind. Anyway. Um, yeah, we'll move on, sorry. So this insect actually transforms itself into mm. a fairy. Long story short, the fairy takes Ophelia to the labyrinth. Yeah. And this is when Ophelia meets the fawn. My first thoughts in seeing this fawn, like, holy shit. It's awesome, like, cool. like makeup and like, really practical cool. effects. Yeah, it's and just like, such cool the voice, design. His voice is amazing. Yeah. For sure, like, for sure. Captivated me. Now, this is where Ophelia sort of gets a sense that she might be this princess in this underground realm. Yeah. Because he greets her as your highness. Mm. He ends up telling her a lot about, you know, this underground realm and what she has to do. He says, look on your left shoulder and you'll find a mark yeah. that proves it. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, like, how is this... How old is Ophelia supposed to be? Like, 14? 14. I was, I was thinking like 12. Anyway, it's pre Can I just say, how the hell is this 12-year-old not scared of this form? Well, she's read a lot. Like she's, she's, been, she's been so invested in fairy tales before and she reads a lot and she's Man, I'd be to right out of there. Well, yeah, it's a <laughs> freaking looking thing look like? But she's also courageous enough to walk down this spiral and yeah. go and follow this bug-looking creature. It is pretty, you know, it's pretty... <laughs> I'm it's not going to lie. It's scary. I know. It looks... And we get to the scene later with the Pale Man and I'd be bricking it but oh man i'm out of there yeah. asap anyway. i mean that fawn um like i said it looks amazing yeah. but at the same time terrifying yeah he gives her a book and tells her that she must complete three tasks before the moon is full the book of crossroads yes and he says she must do this in order to claim her birthright or yeah keep her soul intact or something like that and so she gets the book of crossroads which includes the instructions for these mm-hmm. three tasks and uh once the fawn leaves she opens it up and there's nothing in there Yep. Um, anyway, we cut back to later, and we see Vidal taking out his razor, shaving his face, and then polishing his shoes. And I think this is really a just subtle way, an image of showing his neat order of things. 
everything's got to be so everything has to be followed to a regime and it really it's just like a good image that fits into his character and this concept of order obedience and um fascist spain it's a small thing but i think it really lends to his character yeah and we so he's coming and mercedes comes into his office and tells him about cooking rabbits or something like that she goes out because they're hosting this dinner banquet this party where there's doctor's wife and the mayor's wife and all these people rich people from the area coming to the outpost for dinner and carmen calls ophelia over to give her a green dress that she made um for her for the dinner and the green dress like it's very similar to something like out of alice in wonderland with the white apron and this dress it calls back to stories like that of her someone escaping into another world like Alice does. So she, Ophelia goes off to take a bath and she pulls out the book the fawn gave her and it reveals drawings and we see a little girl crawling into a tree. Does the fawn give her those three magic stones? Yeah. He gives, yeah. he gave so her the he, book with like a bag on, small yeah. bag on top. So she ends up going to this tree. Hmm. I don't know how she finds it. Is there the, directions said, in the book? Yeah, I would have said the book to later. Anyway, to gets to this tree and she needs to put these three magic stones inside this monstrous toad. Which is like leeching off this dying fig yeah, tree. Yeah. She wants to bring it. And it needs to blossom again. Yeah. So she heads into their um, pretty eerie scene. But pretty like, disgusting. Yeah, it is pretty yucky. She takes off her dress not to get it muddy. And of course it Ironically, gets muddy. Lol. Gets muddy. That's no. so funny. <laughs> 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 no, no, um, anyway, so, like, you know. So she ends up figuring out the best way to get these stones in this toad's mouth is yeah. to get him to go for one of those bugs that he's been feeding off this tree. Yeah. Those three magic stones go into his mouth. Like, what the hell happens to that toad? Basically, like, de-skins. Like, he just literally, skins yeah. Him. Like, his insides just like come right out. Yeah. And, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit fucked. So she was doing that to get this um, key, which we need yeah. for later. Yeah, for the next task. Yeah. I think all these... Uh, I want to start here by saying that the fantasy world, whether she creates or whether it's real, it is reflected in the world that she lives in. So I think in terms of this frog just leeching and hiding away and preying on s- things much smaller than it is, it's this massive toad, like even the same size as her. It can symbolize this power imbalance. So it could re- represent like you know fascist Spain or Vidal and just that power over the small. Just a little thing I want to point out. And even like if we move on to the Pale Man later, which we'll get to, there's ways that the Pale Man can represent Vidal. And there's all these similarities, which we'll get to later. Really? Yep. Wow. Interested? Okay. You're interested? Not really sure how you got that. <sighs> okay. Well, considering I'll tell you later. I'll you tell know, you later. Stay for tuned. Thirty freaking seconds, but. All good. Shut up. This movie rocks. It does, though. Anyway, so she gets out. Dress is ruined. Oh, and also at this time, Vidal's, like, finds a fire burning in the forest. And there were some rebels there. And he finds this bottle of antibiotics. Yeah. So he knows someone's been giving it to them or bringing them medicine. Uh, hey, listeners. Uh, so, funny story is... Uh, Yes, we recorded this episode yesterday, the whole thing, <laughs> and then after um, I went back to edit, and then we I realized that we didn't actually record the whole last hour of our session. So me and Dylan were just talking for a whole hour, just by ourselves <laughs> with no one, with no recording. Um, so that was pretty gutting, oh, wasn't it, Dylan? Anger. Yeah, just a bit of a burn. Oh my god! Um, and then really so we're hurt. recording this back half the next day after a big night out. So we're a little. Uh, <laughs> Rusty. A little, dead, a little rusty, but uh, and you know we're going to be retreading this 
conversation that we had or try and make it as good as we can for you guys but if there's any like tonal inconsistencies we apologize but because <laughs> uh, we are dead <laughs> no well even so we've just already spoken nah, we'll about this right. but hopefully we'll um hopefully it's you guys don't even notice it so thanks guys enjoy yep Okay, so Vidal and the gang are having uh, this lavish dinner party with all the rich people in the area and Ophelia's coming back, her dress is ruined and Mercedes sees her coming back and the, the captain, Vidal, he goes, he's talking about how he's going to distribute one ration card to each family, each family yeah. and so and he also makes note of the antibiotics um, mm-hmm. bottle that he, he found and so Mercedes and the doctor give him each other a look and so they're like oh, he's, he's on to us or we've slipped up basically anyway her mother is like super pissed about her dress being ruined she disobeyed her mother so she oh, gets sent to bed disob- yep. yeah mate yeah. You, you know it you already know it <laughs> and she sends Ophelia to bed with no supper and then she's got the key what she got from the frog and she returns to the labyrinth to speak to the fawn he gives her the piece of chalk to take care of along with the key you know during this scene like I kind of actually thought like the fawn was lying to Ophelia and we do actually end up finding out later on in the movie that yeah. you know it was actually the fawn's job to to lie test to Ophelia her. Yeah, to yeah. test her but I don't think he's you would instantly trust him anyway no 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 but i feel like that she does yeah some okay. part of her does but no, any, I think anyway some part of it is also cautious yeah, though yeah i don't know like at this point on i just thought this big twist was gonna come soon yeah okay for and sure. it never hit that's fair i guess it never hit Wh- what sort of twist like what were you hoping something, something would happen okay you just, just something, something big to yeah change yeah okay that's fair that's fair so ophelia goes back to the bathroom where she Looks into the book again, and then all of a sudden it just starts getting blood red. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then the um, mother, she goes out of the. She goes out of the bathroom. Yeah, and the, the bathroom, and just the mum's just bleeding yeah. profusely. Yeah. Um. So everywhere. she's not well, and she winds up in bed for a while. Um. Which leads to Ophelia get you know not being able to sleep in that room yeah. with her because she yep. needs rest. So Ophelia goes to a new bedroom, and Mercedes. She comforts her, tells her that her mother will get well. And starts humming that lullaby yep. that you had in your head all day. <laughs> yesterday, all day. yesterday. I could not get it. Um, Ophelia knows yep. that Mercedes is helping the rebels, um, the rebels in the woods. In yeah, the yeah, woods. for yep. sure, for sure. And she doesn't. she's not going to tell on her or dob her in or anything because no, she yeah. doesn't want anything bad to happen to Mercedes. Yep. When watching this, did you sort of like think Mercedes is almost like a better mother figure than her own mother is oh yeah like she it's i don't know oh, she yeah. just understands like, her and listens to her more i kind of felt opinion. like as well like the i mother's... mean i know the other i know carmen's you know going through childbirth yeah, and just true. yeah really yeah. not well um so mercedes she takes out some supplies mm-hmm. and she goes to the forest with the rebels with the uh the doctor goes as well yeah the doctor goes yeah, yeah. as well and yeah. she's going to see her brother so then the fawn comes again to visit ophelia in her bedroom and says how she must carry out the next task but she says she can't because her mother's sick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sam, what? like, how come the fawn, right? Yeah. How come he didn't warn her of the dangers when he saw her the second time? Because this is the third time that he's seen her, right? Right. The second time he's he gave her the magic... Um, no, this is when he's giving her the mandrake root to help the mother. Yes, but he also asked her why she hadn't carried out the second task yet. Yeah, Which is sure. going to visit the... What's his name? The Power Man. The Power Man. But I, I think he's just trying to... It's a pressing, you know, she's against the clock with the moon. I know, but like... I don't know. You think he should have warned her it's, before? I just like, think it's common sense. Right. Right. Because he does warn her when she actually goes 
Are you saying like, yeah, I know that. I know are you that, saying like, like what have... happens if she went yeah, straight okay. after? Fair, I guess. Um, I guess. I girls. Yeah, but she. Okay, yeah, I understand that. Like All right, this, that's just... a little thing. I can understand that. Yep. <laughs> Shut gotcha. Up. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> anyway, she, you know, Ophelia puts the mandrake root under the mum's bed in a bowl of milk with two that drops of her blood. Freaking weird. Yeah. I think the the fawn said like something like it's a plant a... that dreamed of being a human, oh. which is um a bit weird. Yeah. Anyway, they what? <laughs> Ophelia she g- looks in the magic book again and it tells her she's got to use the chalk to trace a door in her room. And after she does so, she starts this hourglass because the door's gonna shut and she makes off down this hallway with the fairies the fawn gave her. Yeah, yeah. So this character man. Yeah. The power man. So cool. Eerie. Yeah. Eerie as shit. Just insane makeup. I know. And it's costume. Honestly, one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite characters in this movie. Yeah. And, but. You mean just like I, images? Yeah. More so. Yeah. Because I wouldn't say um, there's a lot to the power man. No. Well, no shit. Very <laughs> complex. Yeah. It's one of the things that I hated. <laughs> okay. Why the hell it, does he only get 30 seconds? Throughout the movie, I mean, it's not really thirty seconds. It's about it's, it's like five minutes, but like. So you you oh, wanted man, you're basically like, saying you I wanted want... him to be a main villain of sorts. That's what I was expecting. Yeah, but and then I keep coming back. It's like you keep saying it's about your expectations, but it's like if you went in completely blind or not expecting anything, maybe you would have liked this more than you do. No, I don't believe so. You don't think so? Okay. No. Let's get back to the scene. Like this, she walks in. There's yeah. a massive banquet. He's sitting at the head of the table, which sort of reminds me of uh, Vidal sitting at the head of the banquet. You know, the pale man is this child eating monster. And then I think that also sort of gets reflected in Vidal when he murders Ophelia in the end. So there's these small little similarities of her intertwining the fantasy world with her reality. Um, yeah. You don't agree with that, do you? <laughs> you think I'm just no, no. drawing some bull crap uh, out of nowhere? Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't think that's related at all. Okay. Which is... That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, this like... Where the Power Man is, like yeah. the whole setting and even the lighting in the room, it's it's pretty mm. it's pretty cool. Because we were talking about this yesterday. The way that it's shot with the Power Man still it's in the so background cool. of every shot and it's you're expecting so cool. him to move, it's so awesome. Anyway, yeah. So, Ophelia uses that key that she got from the to- inside the toad, that rank toad. Yeah. Um, and she tries to open up one of the safes, yeah. just up the top, opens it up, and there's a knife in there. Yeah, big golden um, dagger. Yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool dagger. She takes it out and goes towards the food, Yeah. and the fairies are just warning her but not to. But she was to. told and not the, to? Yeah, the fawn told her before as well yeah. not to eat the food because her life depended on it. Yeah. Depended on it. Yeah. Oh, what does she do? <laughs> what does she do? She eats a fucking grape. Yeah, well, she was hungry, man. She didn't have supper no. the night before. She's she's, she's living in she's, royalty. She's man. disobeying, like, bro. She's oh disobeying. My God, disobeying. Um, it's just a grape, bro. Throw that word out of this room. I mean, I no. You don't. You don't like it oh, at all. Just, you don't think it's, it's just it's such a forced way to bring this that guy. character to life. Okay. Right. Anyway, that's fair. Can it I does. It, I can understand your um, grievance with it, but yeah. I like how it just seems like a stupid move on her part. So dumb. She's also like eight years old or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she sees grape. Oh, great, great, great. Um, but when, but moving on, like when the so power man, cool. when the power man comes alive and you see his hands just like spark into action and the music, there's these violins that just go. Zing. 
Yeah. Um, and then he puts his eyeballs in eyes his hands. in his hands. His and movements are just so cool. Like, we were talking about this scary. yesterday as well. The way, like, he has to, like, put his hands up to his face. Mm. And it's... The- <laughs> It's so How long bizarre. are his fingers? It's throw? so bizarre. It's, just... it's so cool. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So he bites the heads off two of the fairies, right? And then starts chasing Ophelia yeah. to the door. You, you actually told me this yesterday. What did he have to yeah. chew? He, um, so it oh took him God. five hours for Doug Jones to get into the Pale Man costume. Yeah, yeah. And once he was in it, he had to look out the nose to see where yeah. he was going. Yeah. But in the fairy eating scene, he had to bite condoms filled with <sighs> fake blood. <laughs> That is not well. That's just Again, that's not just, very fun, ugh. is it? Doug Jones mostly is known for his prosthetic work. Like he is also the fawn, and he was mm. um the amphibian dude from The Shape of Water, Shape of Water which yeah. Yeah. Del Toro also directed. Have yeah. you you've seen that? Haven't I have you? seen yeah. that. Yeah. You thought it was alright? I did thought I did think it was okay. Yeah. Okay. But it was a long time ago. Yeah. So I'd, I can't really Probably remember. could do with a rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I, I don't remember hating it. No, no. I don't think it should have won Best Picture, but. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So, Ophelia gets back to the door she created, which slams shut because the hourglass is done. And hourglass. Yeah. Not 10-minute glass. Well, five-minute. they're glass. all called hourglasses, though. The sand clocks. That's just what they're called, whether they're hour or not. Uh-uh. Interesting. I don't know. Whatever. The power man's chasing her down the hall. <laughs> you know, it would have been easier for her to not <laughs> open another door in the roof, which it just seemed like she made things so much harder. Yeah. But did you, I can't remember. I think she did try on the wall where it used to be, and the chalk just like snapped, snapped off. off or something. But I swear to God, you can still use like the chalk still worked. Though. Yeah, I, so I don't. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't know. bother me that much because the suspense no, for that scene is so awesome. It's because you've got this eerie looking. Yeah, this guy just dude. stumbling down the hallway while she's like fumbling out. You know the one thing, door. Sam. The one yeah. thing I can't do. Yeah. Right, that just. <sighs> makes my skin crawl yeah. is knowing that you've got this villain just oh, like yeah, yeah. running up behind the just main non-stop character. non-stop coming up. Yeah. Oh my God, man. I just wanted... Uh, I, <laughs> it makes my skin <laughs> crawl. Yeah. Just like this dude. <laughs> Can we just go back to, uh, like a few seconds? We You see all these like, you know, murals of this guy just eating all these kids and stuff and it like sort of ties into old myths and stuff whether it's Kronos um, the great titan who eats all his children and stuff like that mm-hmm. but we also get those shots of the kids shoes in a pile oh, these yeah, brown that, that, shoes yeah. they sort of like are a bit reminiscent of shoes and clothes in Nazi concentration camps yeah. I reckon it's just such a small and cool image and also can reflect or come back later on at the end of the film where she's wearing similar shoes after she dies and they're red sort of in the wa- same way the ruby slippers from uh uh, the Wizard of Oz, which is a movie where Dorothy escapes into this fantasy land and the slippers yeah. take her home. You haven't seen Wizard of Oz, have you? I th- it would have been ages ago, really? I think. Okay, cool. I can't remember. You d- can't remember? Yeah. I watched it a lot with as a kid for some reason with my sisters. We watched it nonstop. That's so cute. It was pretty cute, actually. We actually made, when we were young, we made like a home... F- movie theater home, yeah video of and redid it ourselves like reacted it on like a camcorder it's actually so cringe oh dude <laughs> um <laughs> where, where are we up to she gets out of the pale man and that's it see you later see you later pale man yeah don't see him for the rest of the film yeah. thoughts horrible mm. hate Debatable. it agree to disagree anyway moving disagree. on we do shut up there's an explosion that happens Outside, near the train, near the railway, mm. it's a it's a distraction, right? Yeah, the yeah, rebels yeah. 
blew up the train so that they could go and get the supplies. Yep. Where Mercedes had that key. Yeah. So um, and Vidal notices when they've yes. broken in that the key, the lock is the not lock smashed in. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he suspects that there's another key. Around. Why couldn't they he smash it in anyway though? Yeah. Like it was one of those. Uh, anyway. It's a bit of a dumb. <laughs> it doesn't bother. It doesn't a, bother me. It's a bit of a dumb move me. on their part, but sure, I yeah. do. I, I, yeah, I just don't. Maybe they just didn't think Vidal was that key. smart. So yeah, I guess underestimating him. But uh, there's also the scene where he Ophelia's putting the mandrake rope under the mother's bed, and she's under there. And Vidal comes in and is talking to the doctor, and we hear Vidal say, "If you choose, if you have to choose, save the baby. The boy, that boy, will bear my name, my father's name. Save him." It's sort of like Hammers at home that he doesn't really care for Carmen or Ophelia, and he just wants this son to live on through mm. him and yeah. um something that's his, his like that yeah. yeah it's like almost like he just impregnated her just to get a son out of her and wasn't really yeah. you know he doesn't care for such a um, mad man yeah and even like back at the dinner scene she tries to tell a story of how they met and he just completely undermines her saying yeah. no one wants to hear these no one wants to hear these silly stories yeah after that explosion though they um the captain's men and the resistance get into a gunfight and they end up capturing the stutterer yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that was bad. The <laughs> anyway, yeah, so they bring him back, time to the pole, and Mercedes is sort of, you can tell she's like curious, is it her brother or not? And so she's standing at the door anyway. Mm, mm. He closes the door, he's in the storeroom, and he's basically toying with this guy to give up information. And I love the scene how he's just playing mind games with him, asking this stutterer to count to three, and he will let him go. Mm. Um Anyway, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, and it cuts away, and he's we see him later on, and he's just absolutely during that gone. scene as well. Like when he's trying to count to three, yeah, you, you're almost like you're sitting there, and you're like, yeah, 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 you're like, trying say to like, it, do say it with it. him. You're trying to do it with him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That night, Ophelia is awakened by the fawn. Um, he loses. He's a bit mad for some um, reason because she oh she had an accident complete in the second task and you know he sh- she shows him the fairies and two of them are gone and the f- one of the fairies just Whispers dobs him in yeah. do- dobs her in basically she thought no one would notice and then he just goes you Doesn't can't return to, to the again. labyrinth oh, the moon wow. will be fallen three days um, your spirit will remain among the humans forever basically just crushing any hopes yeah, right. so after the Vidal's just brutalized this guy and tortured the stutterer he calls in the doctor to um, I don't know heal him yeah. from his torture yeah. That's when we find out about the antidote because he picked up yeah. an antidote from the campsite that the rebels were at before previously. Yeah. So it's you notice it's the same so it's bottle. The same, yeah, it's the same antidotes um, in the same bottle. Mm. So he Cap- goes off. Vidal yeah. knows straight away that the doctor's not on he's his side. Him. Yeah, yeah, he's betrayed him. And he goes off and the doctor euthanizes this... It's the stutterer. The stutterer against Vidal's will, like he disobeys him. And then we get disobeys, to... Disobeys, yeah. Disobeys, the boy. They, <laughs> yeah. Around this time, we also get... He also finds out about the mandrake root under Carmen's bed, and this whole rift mm. breaks out, and yep. Carmen's yelling at Ophelia, saying, you know, when you get older, you'll see that life isn't like your fairy tales. The world is a cool place, and you'll learn that someday, even if it hurts. And she throws the thing in the fire, and it just... Yeah. Dude, that, like, the scream that tree thing makes, yeah. like, you almost want to cover your ears. Yeah, it's like more it's like... So it's like more of a high-pitched bang yeah. squeal from Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so much worse. 
yeah, it's uh, yeah, more horrifying, that's for sure. Yeah, and she, you know, she, Carmen just insists that magic doesn't exist. It's not for you, for me, or anyone else. And then Carmen, I think Carmen actually goes into labor, or she just starts convulsing or something at this point. Yeah, yeah. Captain obviously goes back to the store confronts, and confronts yeah. confronts the doctor about you yeah. know what he's been up to. Blah blah blah. His disloyalty. Yeah, yeah his disloyalty to him. Did you have something? Like yeah, I was going to say this great, yeah, that great line, uh, <laughs> the great line, which really is one of the most important lines of the film thematically, where he says, okay. to obey like that, for the sake of obeying, without questioning, only people like you can do that, the doctor says. And then as he leaves, Vidal just blasts him and shoots him in the back. Yeah. Now, dead. Carmen is giving birth to a child, you can know. I, yeah. Like, it's not really the smartest thing to do, is it? Yeah, to kill the doctor. And this man's so full of rage. I just... I I found it hard to see where that comes from. Right. I thought, well, but is this fascism fascist. embodied? Like, and just nothing is going to come know. as a threat to his new government authority. Forget. Yeah. Well, sure. Something. Like, yeah. Something like that. You know, he doesn't care about this man's life. He doesn't care about these two farmers' life, whether they are anybody. telling the truth or not. Yeah. And I do agree. It, it would have been a much smarter move to just keep the doctor alive for 10 minutes until he delivered the baby. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. But he gets the military paramedic or something like that. And Carmen ends up dying. Yeah, she takes a big L. Um, and so you, you just know that Vidal just does not care, runs straight into the room to get the baby. Leaves. Um, and poor Ophelia, like, fire out. She's... It's, it's been a tough time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, things were harsh before then, but that can't be easy. But she's got this new baby brother. And she said to him when he was in the womb, like, I'll take you to my kingdom and you can be my prince or yeah. something like that. Hella cute. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Vidal also um, dis- he discusses yeah. with Mercedes that and hints about the key that he suspects that she has a key. He sort of just insinuates it. And then that prompts her to leave the house, grab her stuff. And she tries to get Ophelia to come with her. And so they leave. They go out into the rain. And then Vidal catches them. Yeah, yeah. So Mercedes and Ophelia come back. Yep, they take him back. And, um, yeah, Mercedes gets, you know... Tied to the same post in the store. Tied to the same post. And she's about to be tortured. Mm -hmm. And this man's just, like... The captain's just obsessed with his tools. Yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> he's pretty mem- mesmerized by them and yeah. just really wants to have some fun with this. Yeah, yeah. And we do see that knife that Mercedes hides under her apron. Yeah, and there was some foreshadowing of that earlier yeah. on yeah, when was, she was cutting yeah. some vegetables or something. Always, yeah. So it's always, always been there. And yeah, she takes out the knife and cuts off the rope and stabs him <laughs> repeatedly. So, repeatedly, but so slowly. Just like I mean, have you ever stabbed him. someone before? Uh, dude, uh, don't stop relating. Like, <laughs> stop <laughs> relating to the movie. Stop, stopping putting stop the character's head me. like the director you wants did this me to. Yesterday as well. Oh, dude, have you been shot before? Yeah. Well, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, but if you've, I've never stabbed just, someone, and so I don't know okay, if I just like John feel, Wick, just like, pump them, f- yeah, oh, and just yeah, okay. literally, full, like well, brutally, well, just. I don't know. Surely she just comes up behind him and just. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. Would you overthink? I don't know. I don't. I don't fully disagree what I'm. You're saying, but I also think it's like either way. She stabs him very slowly. He turns around, stabs him very slowly again, and then sticks the knife. Yeah, in his mouth and just rips like his his cheek cheek out. 
Introducing the no joker. joker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the joker, baby. <laughs> anyway, so he's got these scar- he's got these scars. Um, she r- runs off. She leaves the storeroom, and these two guards. You had a bit useless of a right. You had a bit um, of a right with this, didn't you? Um, I I don't like how useless the captain's men are in right. this movie. Okay, but I think. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess you could They're question. I guess you could question why they suspected, why he just let her go. Yeah, but I think they also would fear him and wouldn't want to question his authority. I know that. Yeah. Anyway, he stumbles. Yeah, he stumbles out half dead, basically. He's yeah, just bleeding profusely. They end up chasing after Mercedes on the horses. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, the horses, you say? Yeah, the horses. <laughs> and Mercedes' brother ends up coming to the rescue yep. with his with the resistance mm-hmm. two of Vidal's soldiers make it back yeah and I did have a bit of a cry about this yesterday as well I yeah. just think some of the timing it's it's so you, so were, you were basically whack. saying like it was daylight at one point and then two just scenes later it was away, night man. Yeah. like why and did he it, take so why long why did he take to so long to tell them tell Vidal that they got ambushed um, they didn't even go that far up the hill how did the officers not hear the gunshots just strolling okay, yeah. around I'm not, I'm, like I'm, nothing's yeah, happening. Okay. Anyway, I I just no. That's fair. No, that's very fair. I'm such a. <laughs> I know you. Yeah, you do. You were. You do so focus many. on those little things, which is which is fair. I find you don't always do, but I'm surprised you really got down to it with this movie. That's because it was obvious. Okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like I said, timing timing of this film is a bit bit whack yeah. in some areas um we see um ophelia back in her bedroom yeah. where she gets visited by the fawn oh, yeah, yeah, and the yeah, fairy yeah. again he gives her one more chance and she's you know hugs him he says that you've got to do exactly as i say mm-hmm. he wants her to be obedient you get that you see what oh i did oh my god <laughs> it's almost like you've cracked the code well it's, Two not, a hard, it's not a hard code to crack and he's basically told us anyway <laughs> Anyway, she, code, he, she, he says, go get your baby brother and bring him to the labyrinth. So she gets the uh, chalk and unlocks a door to Vidal's room where the brother is, the baby brother. And yeah. he's like washing his face and stitching his face back together, um, which is pretty, pretty grim. Yeah, um, do you reckon you could do that to your own? Like Hell s- no. stitch up your own. Are you serious? Especially not even your face, like your lip. Uh, like that actually that makes me cringe hurts so hard. So much. Like have you seen Jackass Two where Steve O I think it's Jackass yes. Two. Steve O puts the fish hook through his mm, cheek oh, and then swims with sharks. I'd rather swim with sharks oh. than just put a hook <laughs> through my cheek. <laughs> oh so bad. So bad. Actual idiot. Um <laughs> That's so funny, though. Yeah. Yeah, so she also just adds some sleeping medicine, I think it was, into his drink. Um, So she drugs him. She picks up the baby brother and hides just as Vidal's returning to the room. He drinks it, and then there's all the explosion sounds. The building's going on fire. The mill's on fire. She's leaving. He sees her. A chase starts. She's escaping. Mercedes returns to find Ophelia, but she can't find her. Yeah. So Ophelia runs into the labyrinth, pursued by Vidal, and he's just like going weaker. He, you know, stumbling. Yeah. There's yeah. that awesome shot you were talking about yesterday. Yeah, yeah. The, how the stone, like that stone wall, opened up for her. Yeah. And she runs straight down the middle. Just that shot and yeah. like the labyrinth opening Openings. up for her. I guess that part there, you sort of think that okay, this this is real. Yeah. This is I, not in her head. I think also because. 
Dotori frames that in the same shot as uh, Vidal coming up to where she was before. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no cut. It's all in the same shot. And so yeah. I think, yeah, like you were saying, it, there's hints like that in the filmmaking that would imply that it's it's real. It's not just her coping. Mm. I guess what Del Toro does really good in this movie as well, that he, he asks a lot of questions. Yeah. And he leaves, he leaves a lot of questions used, unanswered, yeah. yeah. It's ambiguous, but then he also leaves hints in the yeah. filmmaking yeah, he does. Yeah. to make you question that. Mm-hmm. Is it this or is it that? Yeah. And then we do actually get to, you know, weigh up a question during this next scene where mm. we find out that Ophelia can only see the fawn. Well, the fawn asks her to hand over the baby yeah, and yeah. says it will open if they uh, offer the drop of an innocent Instance, blood. Yeah. So that's the final task we get to. Yeah. He says, you would give up your sacred rights for this brat you barely know. And he's sort of getting angry and snarling at her. Anyway, like you were saying, the Vidal comes yeah, up I... and we get his point of view mm-hmm. and the fawn's not there. Yeah. So what what do you think of that exactly? Like how could that, What? how would you explain that? Well, what, what, what think... is your initial reading of it is more my question. Well, my, like I... Like I said yesterday, like I feel like Ophelia can only see this fawn because she's maybe, maybe, yeah, because she's a part of that fantasy realm. Yeah, like she's a part of that underground realm. Yeah, or she's more innocent um, than Vidal, yeah. or something like that. She's more pure-hearted, or, some, or something yeah. like that. There's so many questions to ask about that, and there's so yeah. many different ways that you can take that. Mm. She is a part of that underground yeah, realm. Only that's she why can see she it. can see. I think the you can view creatures. it that way, and that's the way I initially viewed it. Yeah, you can also see it as maybe Vidal was just hallucinating or he didn't see it because of the sleep she drugged him, which is less likely. Yeah, yeah. But there's also the side of, you know, is is she just making it all up? Is it a coping mechanism for her and Vidal doesn't see it and we're getting the real point of view with him? Now, I have always sort of initially thought that she just couldn't see um, the fawn and that's what I thought on first viewing. And while I do like that, I do want all the fantasy stuff to be uh, true and real. Yeah, yeah. I find it, more compelling if it wasn't and it mixes it in with all its themes about and historical context about i just find it more compelling that she this world isn't real and she's using it as a way to escape from just how bad her life is and how traumatic things are yeah which i just find more compelling thematically even though i do want it to be true and part of me thinks it is so i'm sort of on this weird middle ground with it yeah anyway so vidal takes the baby Vidal, vidal takes the brother from ophelia and shoots her. Yeah. Apparently, kids don't cry out with pain after getting shot. And um, this is when I asked the question: Have you ever been shot, Dylan? Shut up, please. What do you, you? What do you expect? To, do you expect her to just ball her eyes out while she's got a bullet in her or something? <laughs> I just expect, like, this kid doesn't feel pain. I think she does. She's just <laughs> in shock. Oh my god! <laughs> shot. You this nine-year-old gets shot, and she just. No. Oh dear. Anyway, so so she falls down, you know, and we get that shot that we or it's yeah, we it's now the start of the film which Del Toro showed us earlier on. Vidal brings the baby back to the camp, and he's surrounded by all the rebels, Mercedes and her brothers. There, he hands the baby to Mercedes, and he pulls out his watch, and he requests that the others that they tell his son who he was, what his name was, and what time he died, basically. (laughs) And that's definitely not going to happen, is it? I love how she just cuts him off and then they just shoot him straight in the face. 
Yeah. You were having a bit of a cry <laughs> yesterday about how his brain doesn't fly out the back of his head or he doesn't fall backwards. No, don't, don't worry about it. No, it's the same, no mate. It's the same concept. It's just the fact that, like, this man's head just doesn't move when a bullet's just gone straight through his head. Yeah. How cool... Um, the, the, the eye, though. The eye, though, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. sick. It's like sort of like shot, just... Like, he got shot, like, of? right under the eye, like, in the yeah. cheekbone. And his eye, like, his, his right it's so, eye... He's going to miss it, because like, it sort of... He falls yeah. off the screen quick. Yeah. But, yeah, it's crazy. I did... Yeah, I did find that pretty cool. <laughs> really cool. <laughs> I was just frothing over violence and gore. <laughs> so, Mercedes anyway, Cap- and Pedro... Yeah, Captain dies. Yeah. Mercedes and the Resistance find... They go Ophelia to Ophelia, dead. yeah. Her and blood drips into yeah, the labyrinth. And opens up the portal yeah. for the underground realm. And we see her being revived and she's back in the underground yeah. realm as Princess Moana. Mm-hmm. She approaches this throne with a king and a queen. And I think the queen, you know, these are supposedly her parents. The queen's holding a baby. Yeah. Is that supposed to be, like, the where brother. does that fit into her being her brother, even though he's not? Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like who is the? I I would I would believe that. It, yeah, I guess so. Is what I'm maybe saying just, because the brother hasn't died. Maybe they just made another kid while she's dead. I don't know. It's something that I've never fully wrapped my head around. Um. Anyway, it's not that big of a thing. And we see we also see a throne for her, an empty yeah. throne for her. Uh huh. And, and uh, the audience has been there. I'm uh, not sure if they've been waiting there the whole time. <laughs> not sure if so they got an invite on when Princess Mo- <laughs> is it Moana? Yeah. Not sure. Moana. Everybody got an invite that Princess Moana's back. What you're saying? The timing's just a bit. Yeah, just, it's fantasy, no, just, dude. Uh, it's like a. I really don't care, like, it man. Could, it could be logistic. Be okay, fucking but, so, logistical. No, but if that's her dying, right, and this is her imagining it or her being reborn or in her mind, like her just being at peace, that would make more sense to you, right? Yeah. If this is just what she's dreamt up. Yeah. Okay. So maybe you could read it like that. Thanks for changing my mind, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so and we and the fawn pops out, yes, saying uh, you've spilled your own blood rather than the, than that of the innocent. So that was the final task and most important. So then the scene shifts back outside where she died, out of the underworld, where Mercedes is just crying over Ophelia. And then the narrator comes in, telling us that it is said that the princess returned to her father's kingdom that she reigned there with justice and a kind heart for many centuries, that she was loved by her people, and that she left behind small traces of her time on earth, visible only to those who know where to look. And we see that shot of the tree um, with a little flower blooming where she hung her dress. Yeah, and that is the movie. Dunzo, Dil. The end. The end. Before we get into final review and rating, just little tidbit here hit me tidbit of trivia they um so the film's original spanish title is el labyrinto del forno which is which means the labyrinth of the fawn but it was retitled pan's labyrinth in mm. english-speaking countries german a f- bunch a whole bunch of other countries did you ever wonder what pan who, who pan, pan was? was did you think it was the fawn or? i thought it was the fawn okay because he's so in I the thought, labyrinth guess, well yeah but like I don't know, it's, it's actually a weird one. Yeah. Because we see uh, when Ophelia goes down into that uh, spiral entrance, like the yeah, first time. Yeah, the middle time, of the labyrinth. She sees uh, that, that stone... Um, statue. The statue. And the fawn ends up saying, that's him. That's him And Ophelia. Yeah. But she asks who the baby was. Yeah. And he said, never mind. Okay. I don't, don't actually remember him it. saying, never mind, but I'll take your word for it. 
I think he said that, or yeah. he just like completely ignored. He, she definitely asked the question. Okay. Yeah. I think he just palmed ignored off, her, which off. is weird. Like yeah. I don't. There's actually um, some. There's actually some people that believe that. So I, when I yeah, saw that, there's so always, bad. there's always, I've always thought that was just the baby brother. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And a shot of be... the ending. There's actually some people who believe that that's Pan and Ophelia's daughter, which is just really messed up and oh, not yeah. well at all, because he's like this ancient godly <laughs> disgusting creature and she's an eight-year-old girl oh my God. Um, and that's probably also yeah. likened to because pan is this uh mythical god yeah um who's quite dark and Mysterious. sexual in nature anyway so del toro has said that it's just not it's just a normal fawn and that pan himself was too dark and blah 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 for yeah, this yeah. fairy tale oh yeah but it's interesting it's interesting how the title change over you know in multiple countries can span these people thinking these weird interpretations del toro subtitled the whole thing himself because he doesn't trust translators really all. yeah because he did a couple he did a few films before this one like uh, a film called chronos which i have seen uh, starring ron perlman which is really good you should actually give it a watch i haven't okay. seen the devil's backbone but they're both uh spanish mexican films so yeah he just doesn't trust them anymore anyway interesting Give me your uh, final review. Final review. Yes, sir. So, Sam. Yeah, mate. Hit me. I had hit me with pretty big expectations for this film. Which was your own damn fault. Uh, well, it's actually your fault. How? You talked it up I just lot. said it was... No, I just said it was next level. You, it's you going on to IMDb thinking, Oh my gosh, it's in the top two... It's in the top 150 movies, bro. Anyway, I had pretty big expectations for this film. And it didn't even come close, mate. Um, that's fair. That's, it's an entertain. It is. It is an entertaining film, but as a whole, it just feels feels half baked. And right. um, this fantasy world for me just goes completely unrealized and just remains paper thin throughout. Like the fantasy characters are just nowhere. <laughs> they, they don't get hardly don't get any screen time. I just, I wanted more. Yeah. Okay. I wanted more that's fantasy. Fair. Honestly, except for a couple of sequences, <laughs> there really isn't a fantasy world. Most of the film takes place in the real world for me, where the captain is trying to kill the rebels. Mm. And do I you find do that think, interesting at all? No. Yeah. It's okay. bland. Yeah. It's boring. Captain is a completely cartoonish bad guy in the film at times. <laughs> What is it with people not feeling the force of a bullet? The farmer, the doctor, Ophelia. My it's God. It's more dramatic, mate. Like I said before, the timing in this film is a bit whack sometimes. Can I just say, um, can I interrupt you there? No, sorry, continue. No. I'll yeah, cut that out. No. I was going to say, like, the doctor walking off and getting shot in the back, it's like he's pressing on against it and is just, it's, it's more powerful. It's more dramatic for his character Whatever. in his death. Sorry. There were just Sorry. there were just too many <laughs> there were just too many problems in this movie for me, so, uh, and a lot of little problems. Yeah. Overall, it is an enjoyable little horror slash fantasy film. Mm. I feel like Del Toro could do better, but he could also do a lot worse. Yeah. Okay. Overall, I gave it a six. A sucks out of ton. Uh, what would you, what would you say your favorite Guillermo del Toro film is? Have you seen enough? Based, yeah, I've seen a, I've seen like about four. five. Yeah, okay. I've seen about five films for um by Del Toro. So you've seen but Shape of Water, this one. I've seen Shape of Water. Both I've seen Hellboys. Both Hell, both Hellboys. I've seen Pacific Rim. Okay, yeah. And now Pans. Yeah. Based on ratings, Pacific Rim, and Hellboy Two. Yeah. Okay. I would you say. Haven't seen Shape of Water in a while. I, yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. I do have that at a six. So do you prefer Hellboy Two to Hellboy One? 
Yes. But as far as you can remember. Yes, as far as I can yeah. remember. <laughs> like there's so many movies out there that I haven't seen mm. in so long. Like I've I think I've What's yours. I think you've seen more. I've seen Pacific Rim, Shape of Water, Pan's Labyrinth and Chronos. Like I haven't even seen the Hellboy films. So that's Have pretty you not? bad. Yeah. That's wow. which probably rectify that. I haven't seen any well, of the Blade not, movies either, which really he's only done the second one. Yeah. I'm going to give my final review and rating. Feel free to interrupt me <laughs> as much as you want because I did to you. <laughs> so, yeah, I adore this movie from the first time I saw it. I think on this second, <laughs> on this second <laughs> watch, it's become one of my favourite movies. I absolutely love how it perfectly and seamlessly blends fantasy and war and the, how, the important, the, how no. important the historical context is. At all. It does. I think the imagery and direction, and it's such a good-looking movie. We forgot to mention the cinematography. It's gorgeous. Uh, yeah. It won Best oh, Oscar. So, such good acting as well. The acting is brilliant. It's got it's so rich with symbolism and so thematically potent, and it sort of just references itself and so many other things. I will say, like, there's a small thing that I don't like about movies like this, is they can sort of be put in this category where it's like, you know, high school teachers or film teachers will just be like, oh, we're studying for Pan's Labyrinth. We've got to tear this movie apart. We've got to think and pick on every little small detail. Yeah. And, you know, you write kids write essays on it. And this is one of those films, I think. For example, like I watched um, in year 12 English, we studied Gran Torino and I know that movie back to front and we just pulled on every little string, no matter how small the detail is. And it, sort of, it doesn't like ruin the movie for me. It just like, I can't see it, you know, Clearly. that... Like, I don't, oh, yeah, I can't see it and just turn my brain off all those things now. Mm. So, it, it sort of, like, seems a bit, at times, like an art school project. Yeah, yeah. Now, I never actually did that with Pan's Labyrinth, but I can see how it's sort of got that vibe about it, how if I just look too deep into things, I can not, get as, wrap, not get as yeah. wrapped up about it. But even though that's also something that I love about it as well, how mm. it just, how deep it can be and how moving it is. Anyway, I'll wrap it up. Fantastic film. 9 out of 10. Strong 9. They're nice. Awesome. <laughs> They're nice. I well, like. You know, this is actually pretty hilarious that my five ratings have been less than you. Look. Less than yours. Wait till we think. What's a th- Can we think of a movie where you absolutely adore? <laughs> and I like it as well, but like, I'm not going <laughs> to. But I see so many more flaws. Mate, you've picked some this sort of action you've blockbuster. Picked, you've ma- you're going to make me give a four <laughs> or a three. Hey, don't. No, I might no be that's expectations. I might be expectations are deadly. Uh, okay, don't go I into won't. it thinking I won't. that. I won't. I won't. Anyway, let's. Oh, we've got a box office. Box office, even though it's kind of already I can't been remember spoiled. worldwide. Oh, you can't. You could remember it's roughly. Budget is budget. Just have a crack anyway. So budget was nineteen, 19 million. Nineteen million. Yeah, which yeah. we. So I already tested Dylan yesterday, but we lost the recording. Um, <laughs> you guessed like eighty million. When and it was nineteen for the worldwide. Yeah, I guessed. <laughs> I guess two hundred million. Yeah, yeah. And it was what? Eight, Have another crack. Crap. Is it um? It was like eighty million, wasn't it? It was yeah, eighty three point nine million. So bit oh, off, bit I'm of an average so week off. for you. You'll get redemption in another two weeks, but uh. <laughs> anyway, that uh, that oh. wraps that up. So it's game time. Game time. Fight. So this week we Give me are. <laughs> Give me the card. This uh, this week we're doing uh fifteen. You know, twenty questions is what you would know by, but we do fifteen. Uh, Dylan's going to draw our movie. I'm going to have to guess the movie uh, by asking fifteen questions that can be answered with yes or no. We actually did this yesterday as well, Dill, but we can't really 
do it again with the same movie. And that was proper clutch by was, you as well. It was pretty cool. I The film was Godzilla, and I guessed very early on that it was an action movie from 2014. So I was just going through them all, <laughs> like, Interstellar, Edge of Tomorrow, and I just was rattling my brain. It took me a while to get <laughs> Godzilla, but I got it on the last one. Um, well, good. You are the goat. Thank you, sir. I have picked the movie. It is in my hands. Right. I have the power. Questions. You have 15 questions. Yep. Guess this movie, right. my friend. I'm gonna start off with the first question I asked yesterday. <laughs> Does did it come out after 2000? No. Uh oh. Okay. So it's pre 2000. Did it come out in the 90s? Yes. Okay. So one, 13, 11. I don't think you're gonna get this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Is it an action film? No. Have I seen it? I, everybody's seen it. Okay. You'd hope. That's oh, what, everybody's what everybody's helps. okay. That sort of helps maybe, me. Maybe that everyone is. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Maybe you haven't seen it, but you've definitely heard about it. Okay, sure. Did it come out in 1999? No. <sighs> a lot of big movies from that year. Uh-oh. 1994? No. <sighs> oh. Is it a drama? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Is it a thriller as well? No. <sighs> Fudge. Um, did it come out between 1990 and 1995? Yes. I got six questions left. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, big movie drama. I don't think you're gonna get this. Shut up. Did it come out in 1993? Yes. <laughs> Is it Schindler's List? No. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Is that four questions left? Yep. <sighs> Crap. 93. What came out in 93? 93 was Schindler's oh. List. Can you believe Spielberg made Schindler's List? I haven't seen it. And Jurassic Park in the same year. Bullshit. They were released in the same year. That's a lot of cash. (laughs) You're damn right it is. It's a lot of cash. Uh, It's a lot of cash. Money. Money. Um, Okay, four questions. 93. Damn it. I'm trying to think, is Philadelphia 95 or 93? Because Tom won the best actor for Forrest Gump in 94. But he also won for Philadelphia, like, back-to-back. Okay. <laughs> does it star Tom Hanks? Please no. It does. Oh. Three questions left. I'm not going to get this. <laughs> um, mm. Is it rated above eight on IMDb? No. Two questions left, Shut my friend. Up. There's no way I'm getting this. I can't actually remember any movies from this year. <laughs> I'm probably thinking too like the good movies it's probably not even that good of a movie it's just like a famous movie am I going to be kicking myself? maybe to be fair it is pretty hard you're going to lose <laughs> get out of my head does it star Tom Cruise? no I don't know why I asked that you're an idiot that was so dumb I was thinking about a few good men but I didn't I don't I can't remember what year that came out final question alright what came out in 93 that I can just have a stab at? <laughs> um <laughs> You haven't asked anything about sequels or trilogies, but it's too late now. I mean, it's not like most dramas get sequels or trilogies, though, do they? This one does. <laughs> what do you call four movies? A quadrilogy? There's your hint. I feel like it's not going to... There's your hint. I feel like I'm cheating when you give me that, even though I still have no clue. Have you given up? I'm actually nowhere right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I give up. Tell me. You're actually bamboozled. Can't have a guess. You still got one question. If if you guess and you get it right, this will, I'm leaving. <laughs>
immediately. Well, you're, then I said, <sighs> okay. I'm actually in so much pain right now. I just want to go to bed. Dude, what? Look at B. Shrek. No. Shrek. I'm actually in so much pain right now. Can you put me out of my misery, please? Tell me what it is. All right, you done? Yeah. You actually giving up? Yeah. <laughs> I've given him the card. <laughs> Are you serious? That's such crap. Actually, get in the bin. The quadrilogy. Are you sure there's four of them? Yeah. I've seen. I've actually seen the first three, and I watched this a lot as a kid. There's no. I would. I would have never got that. Why didn't you say it's no? I'm not. I'm not allowed to say anything. No, but you told me it was a drama. It wait. It is. Oh. It's an adventure drama. It's family a family movie. movie. Adventure okay. drama family. So listeners, the movie it's is technically the movie is Free Willy. <laughs> Free Willy two. Free Willy three. Free Willy Escape from Pirates Cove. <laughs> <laughs> when did that? Come, when did four come out? 2010. Okay, yeah. That's pa- well past my time when I was watching Free Willy. Bindi Irwin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, uh, that's one I'm not too sad about taking an L to. That's, that was extremely hard. That was There's extremely no hard. no way I was going to get that. Yeah. I was thinking too big as well. I always do. Like, you were, uh, yeah. Anyway, that wraps up that. That's my first L in game. Thank in game the time Lord. So far. Maybe the audio missing was a blessing. <sighs> true, true. Yeah, no, this doesn't count because I won yesterday. No. It's just level No. <laughs> All right. No. Anyway, let's, uh, let's wrap things up. Yes. Um, let's do it. So we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Spotify. Yes, sir. If you could leave us a rating and review on Apple, that would be greatly appreciated. Chuck us a follow on Instagram. Yeah. If you guys are on there, that would be very much appreciated. At Deadset Drongos. You yep. can keep up with all our updates when we are releasing our podcasts. Weekly. And, you know, extra stuff. I think that's it. You think that's it? We don't actually have a lot of stuff to say <laughs> in regards to... Um, uh, hopefully uh, hopefully you enjoy this episode despite our little hiccup. You, you're not probably not gonna, even going to notice it, but it was quite frustrating for us. Um, oh, yeah. We made sure we made it happen for you guys. So All good. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, Dylan, you want to go watch Pan's Labyrinth now with mm, me? No. Nah. No? See ya. Will you ever want to watch it again? See ya. No. I'm going. I'm going to go home and uh, fucking sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. That's it, John goes out. I mean, it's all right. I mean, it's all right. Like, overrated as fuck, in my opinion. I mean, and you know what, though? That's typically how the bullshit goes. You feel me?